Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I wanted to reach out, and if someone could, that's watching this video, can you try to try to find out what's happened to Box Mining? He's been last seen since uh, February 14th, and he was in an airport. I think he was in Hong Kong, uh, uh, Air, Hong Kong's airport, but he's been incognito since, and we just want to make sure that he's okay. So can someone do some research, try to find him? And just you know, let the community know that box mining is okay or not okay. Thank you. Yeah, of one of the clinics, and at, was, at the VA so, hospital. At the VA hospital. Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, I guess because it was Valentine's Day, some of the congressmen had different people there. Um handing out Valentine's card, photo op kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So one of the assistants handed me a card. And he told me um, that he was there representing um, Congressman Vincenti Gonzalez. I don't know who that is. Uh, I didn't either, but apparently he's one of our congressmen in our area in Texas. Okay. So I said to him, well, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. And he said, sure. So I said, now that we know, because this was just after we found out we had a person test positive. Right. Um, so I said, now that we know that we have a positive case of the uh, coronavirus, what is the government's stance on, you know, um, control? What's going to happen if something does go out of control? Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about, you know, what you had told us to say about the patriot, you know, the uh, military patriotic thing and all that. The Biopatriot Act. Yep. And, you know, and I said, and what can we as citizens do to help um, and prepare? And he took a step back and he looked at me and he said, first of all, there are no confirmed cases in San Antonio or anywhere in Texas. Wait a minute. No, there is. Yeah. That they, so that, did, that, that's yeah. one, of, one of the 15 that are in the United States. Yeah, so that's what I said to him. I said, no, no, yep, there is. I said it's been updated on the, the websites. And I said, we just had a big press conference here yesterday, yeah. which I happened to have gone to. And our mayor was there, head of the fire department, a lady from CDC, a person from the base, yada, yada. And he, he looked at me and he said, you're not listening to me. He said, the government's stance is there are no documented cases that are positive in Texas. There have been a test. And I looked at him and I went, no, we just, you're not listening to me. We just had this conference. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking and at the database right now, and it's saying here, February 13th, first confirmed case. Correct. Fifth, number 15th in the, in, as U.S. patients. In, correct. Yeah, and it's, it's San Antonio, Texas, according to this database here. Yep. Yeah. So at that point, he walked really close to me, and he said, not very loud, but not whispering, he said, they misspoke. No, there's that's a, not true. No, that's not he true. Said, they made a, there's a protocol, and you have to go, he said, 
to the CDC before you discuss any of your suspicions in public. So I looked at him and I said, so are you telling me that our mayor and our local, our CDC person at Langley or Lackland made a mistake? And he said, they misspoke. The official government stance is there is no positive. I'm telling you, there is there is something. No, no, I, I get it. But I mean, I, I am honestly, I am getting really scared because I'm getting a lot of these types of calls. Yeah. You know, from different well, from different angles, you know, insurance or, yep. you know, military or, you know, or, you know, uh, people that have family members that, you know, work in the medical you know, center that's, you know, seeing these cases, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting scared now. Well, because I, I, I there is a good, it's not just in New York where they're hiding. They're hiding it in Texas, it, Texas. It, it's all over. So I left there. When I left the VA, I went to the mayor's office. Yeah. And I asked to speak to him. And of course they gave me the norm. And I said, this is a, an exceedingly important thing. I'm here to give him a heads up on something he needs to know. And of course they gave me the runaround for a few minutes and finally I looked at him and I said, please just tell him I only want five minutes of his time. I'm not here to give him any grief. I'm not here to cause any problems. I'm here to give him some help with something. And finally they put me to his senior person and she said to me, he's not in the building right now, but I, I have him on the phone. He wants to know what's this in regards to. So I told him about the discussion I just had. Mm -hmm. And she told him right there in front of me what I said. And then she looked at me, she said, he said they had the okay. And I said, look, I'm just telling you what was said. I'm, I'm ex-military and I have a family member that works in Washington, D.C., not with the CDC, but he knows people. I called him on my way here, and he told me to give you a message. And that message is, get this news spread really quick or buy a gun because you're disposable to them. They just so much as said, you, you did something they didn't want you to do, and you're expendable. Right. So you need to make sure this news goes viral fast. It, it, it will. Trust me. It will. So okay. okay. All right. She, she said, she, she said some, she said it to him. She was real quiet for a few minutes. And then she said to me, he said, thank you very much. And then the next thing I knew, it was like plastered all over, not just the local channel. I mean, it went statewide within half an hour. And I was, thank God, you know, because I'm thinking he just protected himself. I, when I got home, I called the governor's office. And I, I told them that I live in San Antonio. And so I was asking the questions what you wanted us to ask people. And, of course, I didn't get the governor, but I got his head person. And what I was told is, we can't tell you what any plans are. We don't know. We have no options. We have, we're being clued in by the federal government. The federal government is in charge of everything. Yeah, but the thing is, is they're only in charge if we let them. 
That's the problem, is, is that the Correct. citizenry needs to sta start standing up and waking up. This is Correct. another 9-11, but it's a biological version of it in slow mo Correct. And we are, we are under attack. Yeah, we are. So and I it's our government. It's, our, it, it's internal. It's an internal attack. Yes, That's it the, is. Yeah, it is. But what I said to him, I said, okay. So I said, so if the federal government wants to come in here and make medical martial law and take over Texas, are you here to tell me that our governor's going to let that happen? Because I'm here to tell you the people in Texas, they're not going to say no, hell no. They're going to say F hell no. Right, right, right. And I said, we're highly weaponized here. So this will become ground zero for the war. And he said, well, he goes, the governor's been in meetings. We're trying to figure out what our response is going to be. We're trying to figure out what the federal government is saying, what the federal government's going to do. And I said to him, all I can tell you, I have been on my phone for the last 35, 40 minutes talking to different people that I know. And this state will back up the governor if he decides to tell the federal government to shove it. Right. And the thing is, is that the governors r run the state, not the federal government. And they exactly. need they need permission from the governor for the, the governor has to has to give permission to the, the federal government to assist. Exactly. That, that's the way the constitutions are. They can't just exactly. roll in willy nilly. Yeah. So I I just felt I mean, because I don't want to go on record with my name on anything, but I wanted you to know this information because it kind of backs up the whistleblower. Right. And it might give you a better picture of what's happening in places. Well, if I, I if I make somebody, sure that if I make sure that, you know, your your name isn't recorded at all. But if I if I release this conversation without your name, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll get it out. We'll get it out. And if you can, call me when you get new information to like get, get me up up to date information. And then I'm gonna be reaching out to Doug Hagman, and I I I you know he's got some connections with with you know with different um you know cable guys like Alex Jones and stuff but but you know I I want to get on air and do a red alert saying hey guys it's not just buffalo it's not just san antonio it's happening in different areas of the country and they're all saying the same thing the government is hiding we need to wake up rise up before we have some sort of you know biological martial law that that takes hold here yeah because yeah. I, I really believe we have another 9-11 happening right now, but it's in slow mo. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, can I talk to you off the record, unrecorded? Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me stop here. Hold on. I was in the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Bayer Aspirin? Yeah. Okay. Well, Bayer in the United States is spelled B-A-Y-E-R. In Germany, it's spelled B-A-U-E-R. The same people that built Auschwitz. Right, I, I know yeah. this, I know this. Okay. Not, not only that, I know that IBM, you know, helped the, 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 the Nazis, to, you know, process okay. to use. Yeah, okay, yeah, but I know this do you know 
that why all the holistic doctors were murdered and why that plane went down with all the uh, top world immunologists, even Nobel Prize winning immunologists, they were on their way to a symposium. The bare aspirin was laced with Nagalase. A case of it was found about 14 years ago. And uh, the guy's brother-in-law was a biochemist, and he took it and wanted to analyze it. And they found that it was laced with Nagalase. Nagalase is an immune system disruptor. So the doctors, that biochemist had uh, medical doctors, and they, they found that the same substance was in the vaccines they were giving to children. And they were going to put a stop to it. So Nagalase is an immune system disruptor that almost everyone here that's ever had a vaccine has in their system. Okay, so... Well, is it something that detoxes out of your body eventually, or is it always there? It, it compromises your system. The children are getting these vaccines before their immune system has a chance to develop, and so then it's permanently compromised. And these, these 300 and something plus, there's more, including the general from the CDC that was murdered. He was telling the elderly, don't get the flu vaccine because it would, it would give them the flu. He, he actually did a uh, public speaking uh, with a group of uh, doctors, uh, holistic doctors, that's what got him killed. So the bottom line is the, the situation, why they created what the dubbed Spanish flu was because, no, now this is firsthand uh, knowledge from my son's grandfather on his dad's side. His grandpa Mickey's father went up into the mountains. He was a young man with his wife. They left their farms. All the young people left their farms and went into the mountains in 1917 when they got wind that there was a flu. And they were up there until 1919 when the Mounties went up into the mountains to get the men, any able-bodied man, to come help them get rid of the bodies. And my son's grandfather's father said, oh, well, you know, I, you're the government. I don't trust you. You you guys want to go down? I'll stay and watch the women and children. And in six months, if you're still alive, you come back. Well, the Mountie says, well, we've got a vaccine that will protect you. And he says, I'm staying with the women and children. Somebody's got to stay with them. Well, the men never came back. They all died. They did this, because, and this is the same scenario. This is exactly, you can mirror this. Because in 1911, they passed the Internal Revenue Service. In 1913, they passed the Federal Reserve. And those people in that time, they understood it was the central banks. All the older men, they knew, you know, they knew the law. They knew a lot of stuff that, are, you know, has been law since, you know, HDR uh, happened in 1933 when the government, the corporate government, took over the educational system. So basically, no one, in, in fact, grandpa, uh, my son's grandfather's father, when the IRS came to his farm to collect, you know, revenue, he met him with a shotgun, which was common in those days, and said, well, you give a good day's work, then I'll pay you. But I'm not with the federal government. I'm, a, I'm on my farm, minding my own business. And this was 
the general rule. Most people were agrarian back then. And so no one was accepting it. And so in order to get the Federal Reserve through, it had to cause chaos. Right now, they're doing it. They want to go digital. They want to do it in all the countries because Auschwitz never went away. They just dropped their fences. They've been experimenting on the human race uh, on all continents, doing abominable things, and I'm sure you're aware of those. But this is a repeat only on a global scale. So this, I don't know if you saw the latest on Japan, all the people on that ship that they released them and they're all flying out. Well, you know, the flights are coming in from all these other countries too. So these people are leaving China and Japan, flying to London, and then from London they're flying over to the United States and there's no stopping it. And this has been going on since October. So, and a lot of people don't know, October 18th, there was a military um, uh, Olympic that took place in Wuhan, October 18th, the same time they were doing the 201 in New York. So you had in Wuhan... Why do you, you know, think Why do you think they were doing that? Why do you well, think they were doing hey, these... Wait, 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 spread it. You got, you got every country. You got Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia. You got all these countries. I mean, all, all the countries... Yeah, but the thing is, is I don't think that there's any evidence that that high official, government officials have been uh, Look, there's sick one world government. The corporation in Washington, District of Columbia, is not part of America. District of Columbia... But I understand that. I, I, under, I, I understand mm -hmm. that. So that, but but that, doesn't, that, 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 that doesn't answer the question. If they were having some sort of a, a military Olympic, as you, you phrase it, why, if it was to spread it across the world, why didn't these higher officials get sick? Maybe they, get sick? Maybe, maybe they weren't clued in, and maybe they are sick. Maybe or maybe... maybe Maybe. I mean, if someone's famous, if someone's famous, that would be participating in that sort of, I mean, what, how, how high up would be participating in that military Olympic? It doesn't matter how high up we think they are. The people that are running these things are that, not. It, you're it, not ever going to know who they are because they're. So, do you think that they're sick or not? I have no idea. I have no idea if there's an antidote. Well, no, I have but, no idea. But the thing if, is, if this is an aerosol, I have no idea if this is in conjunction with the five G because five G symptoms. That's weaponized. One of the symptoms, the the major symptoms of of five G exposure. There's a lot of things that we don't know, but we got to use science and what we do know, what we well, can prove. And there is no proof whatsoever I, that there is any connection between five G and Wuhan virus. There's zero connection. There's no well, proof I can of that. Tell you there's no proof of that right rolling now. Out, they're burning the currency in China. I agree with that. They're they, they are. They are. They're moving toward. They're moving towards decashing, and I think that opens up the door for decashing in the United States. I agree with you on that. Well, it's all to, designed to bring it in, just like in nineteen seventeen and nineteen with the Spanish dubbed Spanish flu. They're causing chaos to get the digital in Africa. They're already vaccinating them with the vaccine. That you think that's the? Do you think that's the major reason why this is happening? Is for decashing? <laughs> Yeah, they're bringing, they're, they're going to bring 
and the two in Africa, they're shipping the people through vaccines right now. They've been doing it for a couple of months. So what do you mean shipping? Chip shipping? You mean R F I D chip? Yes, through the vaccine, and and they're talking about it. They're chipping them in the vaccine. So so the vaccine's going to chip people, and and uh, of course the currency is going to be considered, you know, uh, contaminated. And of course we don't know if this is if this is a flu, if this is a you know if if the people that are dying because you get people that die from flus, it, it, maybe they're they're spreading different flus. You know, they're not going to kill everybody because then their system won't work, right? you got to figure that. They're not going to kill off everybody. They want to call the population. They want to try and target the undesirables, what they consider the undesirables, and, and, and leave the ones that they want, you know, the, the healthier species. This is all about eugenics, so they don't want to get rid of the good ones. And then they, eventually they'll weed down, weed down, weed down. Uh, but, but right now, this is all about bringing in the uh, the digital age and the RDIF chip. So, you know, just so you know what's going on, and you're savvy, so you probably know a lot of this, but I just want you to, to know that um, a little bit of history that I, I can tell you, and, um, you know, that those doctors were murdered. And said, so you need to you need to surround yourself with with people to help you watch yourself in your back, because you're a very intelligent uh, young man, and you're brilliant, and you've got uh, the courage that um, is is a huge blessing. If I was so smart, I wouldn't be doing this. No, you're smart. Trust me, you, you you're smart. You know, the ones that are weak minded are the ones that are causing the chaos. So, um, you know, Samuel Adams, Google him and look at his sayings. There's, there's like 24 sayings that he has. You should, you should maybe open up with each one of those. They're very pertinent to what's going on now. Samuel Adams, uh, famous, famous uh, quotes. And you can start off with those because they are totally applicable to now. And so I'm going to leave you with one, one short story, and it's very brief. I homeschooled my son. And when I was homeschooling him, I ran across a, uh, a re retelling of a situation that happened during the Revolutionary War. They were going out to fight the British. The frigates were crossing the Atlantic. They knew they were coming. And, of course, they just had raggedy ships and rowboats and fishing ships. And all the men gathered together, all the different denominations, and they got down on their knees together and they prayed to the Almighty to be with them, that they were fighting with the good and just cause for that was good for everyone. You know, it was for the well-being of everyone. And they got in their boats and they decided, they said, we would rather die fighting than live in servitude. And, and under the, the, the oppression that they had just come from uh, when they left Europe. And so they got into their rowboats and their fishing ships and they went out to sea. And a hurricane ensued and sunk all the frigates. So they never even had to fight. They never even had to fire a single shot. So, you know, the hand of God is going to be with you. But you do need to have people around you to help watch. Help watch your back. Because these people that are weak-minded, that are causing all this chaos, 
They have no conscience whatsoever. Well, thank you for the call. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm praying for you because I think I think that you are making a difference. I, I see you are making a difference. I don't know. Today, I, today and yesterday, I feel like I'm failing, but all right. You're not failing, son. Don't ever question your passion. Don't ever question what comes from within you. Don't listen to Don't listen to anything but yourself right now because divine intervention is working for you. All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Exactly was on the on this form. What kind of what 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 kind of things did he have to sign? Uh, they asked him all the questions that I just stated. If if he had a fever, if he had taken Tylenol, if he had a cough. Um, uh, these are the type of questions. If he had seen a doctor, um, all of these health questions. Now and, but wait, but who the, the who? Who's giving him this form? Is it is it like from the CDC? Is it is it? It the, was from the company he was delivering to. It was a beer company in in Maryland. Okay. Now, what? I mean, did, did it did it seem like there was any government thing on the letterhead or any anything on the document? I did not ask him that. He called me. He was just shocked that he was asked all these health questions before he could deliver his load. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's surprising to me that, that at least the private companies are doing that. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's scary. Maybe it's just them being, you know, overly cautious to make sure that they don't infect their own, you know, their own, um, you know, facility. Or do you think, you know, what do you think? Who do you think is driving this? You know, just the company or do you think the government? Well, for a company to ask a truck driver these type of questions and have him fill out a questionnaire before he can deliver that load, um, 
and these were empty beer cans. How big, gonna... how big is this, is this company that he drove to? You don't have to name um, the company. Just how big is that? I mean, is it like a little it company? It is a or... big beer company. Big beer company. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this with everybody as another data point on what's going on, on on the ground level because I really believe that in the next, you know, the next 24, 48, 72 hours, something we're in yeah. there, you know, some big things are going to be happening yeah, because, um, because a lot of people that are calling in, yes. you know, it's really giving me a lot of sense that there's something, there's something wrong with what is being published by the CDC and that we're going to get a tsunami of infected individuals in the data set. I agree. I, I, he had never seen anything like this before. And, of course, when he called me, I was shocked. Right. And, um... Okay. All right, so I'll get this out. I'll get this out right now. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, Bye -bye. good luck. Bye-bye. Go ahead. Go ahead, explain well, exp on, explain uh, to me what's going on. Well, back on January 14th, uh, the state lawmakers, and this is on YouTube videos, you can, you can find this and split this up for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, Kansas state lawmakers were um, taking on unmarked buses. Okay. To Ford's airfield without any staff or media and briefed on something important. Um, and actually, um, Evolutionary Energy Arts, I mean, you did an interview with them. Mm -hmm. They've got this posted from January 15th. So. Right. I mean, you know, it's important that you know to get everyone to you know reach out to their representatives and say, hey, what is the containment plan for your particular location, and what are the, the you know that you're concerned about your your civil liberties, you know, and not only that, if there is a long duration containment, do does individuals get debt forgiveness for you know for mortgage payments or you know rental payments, especially if they can't get to work. So, you know, what is the what is the financial support that the government could provide during people that are in containment? Well, my thought is um, Department of Homeland Security has already had a plan for this for a while. Um, you know, Project 201. Um, I think, personally, I think lawmakers have already been reached. And they've already been given a plan, top down. Yeah, but why aren't they telling us the plan? <laughs> because they don't want us to know. <laughs> you know, that's that's the pro that that's the point that I'm making. Is is that there's just too well, much that you know the government's not being transparent. Well, yeah, they don't want us to be um, active. Um, if you keep somebody in the dark, you know, they can't. Do you, think, do, do you think that they're going to do forced vaccinations eventually? 
after uh, you know during this well, pandemic or after the pandemic oh yeah um i think 2020. What what is your opinion on if there was a protest at uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation by the by the Space Needle in Seattle about vaccinations? You know, forced vaccinations. But what, what do you do? You think that that would that would be received by the public in a positive light if if we organized a protest? Um, I think the problem is starting to be because there's there's so much People are willing to go out to Seattle and have a thousand people protest at the at the peacefully, but protest at the Melinda Gates Foundation. Do you think people would go out and and and, and do uh, it, or do you think people would not do that because of either the weather or because they're afraid to travel? I think they're afraid to travel now, and they will be very shortly. Yeah, I know. I don't want to get on the plane right now. Right. Does Iran have cases in the John Hopkins database? I, I haven't been paying attention to the Iranian thing. So according to they're this, locking down a, a city of one point two million for that. Yeah, five. They have five cases. They have five cases, but I don't know how many deaths. Um, most of the deaths are in China. Two deaths in Iran. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm curious because of the data about the Asian inhibitors ones and Chinese men. Well, well, it's the ACE you know, receptor. It's the ACE receptor. Huh? It's the ACE receptors. The ACE right. receptors that are in the Asian males. But, um, but you know, what but, if they're releasing something different in different populations? It's possible. Watch you know, the, you know, there is a there is a hypothesis. You know, there is a there is a working hypothesis at this moment, but I am not willing to you know, say any, anything beyond that. It's a working hypothesis. It's, possibly, it's possible that we're dealing with two types of viruses. You know, one that's a benign one and then one that's a major one. We may, we may be dealing with two leaked viruses from P4. Well, watch 
watched the videos on the Kansas lawmakers, the one in particular um, from Evolutionary Energy Arts, there's more where the lawmakers are visibly shaken Yep. when they are done. And they won't, they'll talk about it in their caucuses within the party so they don't. I think that I think that this is this is why I call this and everyone that's listening needs to pay attention to what I'm saying. All right. Very carefully. Drop everything what you're doing and listen very carefully. I believe what is happening is a slow version of 9-11 and that we're going to we are going to go into martial law across the United States and the governors are going to lose power of their state through, um, you know, the, the, the federal government coming in and taking over. That is what I think is happening. And I think the lawmakers well, realize that the lawmakers realize that this is the start of it. Well, they probably already have. See, I think the system, the lawmakers, they let certain people be put in power. That is because they have they can have control over them. And whether it's a situation like Senator Paul Wellstone, where if you have some moral stand, they're going to rub you out. And I think most lawmakers are in that position. Either they're going along with the system, or they're fearful. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so well... I don't know how, yeah. how much you can persuade them when they're worried for their own lives and their kids. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that people need to stop worrying about themselves and start worrying about the Constitution and the country. That's, that's the, the main goal, is, is that if we don't band together, we will lose this country. Well, this is true. And I'm, you know, I know you said about um, our military. I think that's where it's going to end up being the, the crux, the nexus point. Is the military going to follow orders? Or are they going to live to higher moral standards? I, you know... 50 percent of me says that they're gonna they're gonna think self centered and they're gonna you know fight against the citizenry and fifty percent of me says that they're gonna actually do the right thing and help and not you know and not follow orders because I'll tell you what if they if there's mass casualties when the when there are citizens saying no we're not doing what you're you're telling us to do and there's mass casualties this is the beginnings of another Boston massacre that we had right before the revolution. There's enough patriots out there that say that enough is enough and that we're, we're taking back our country. Because I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I, you know, there's a lot of people that are getting upset of the lack of transparency from the government. And I find it really odd. I'm a Trump supporter, but I find it really odd that Trump's not talking much about this. You know, Trump should be talking about that. This should be the number one priority, number one priority on everything we're doing in this country. And it's barely being mentioned. See, I don't know if Trump is hiding it. I don't know if Trump is hiding it to just try to save the economy. Or is he hiding it because there is something going on that we don't know about that is like CIA kind of stuff. You know, black operations. I just don't know. I just don't know. 
You know, and it could be that he just doesn't want to rock the boat on the on the economy, thinking it would affect his presidency. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you for the call, and I'll I'll get this out. It's good info. Yeah. Thank you. Look at it. Just to me, it it shows something else has been going on for a long time. Right. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. This there seems to be some sort of nefarious plan starting to, to take hold here. Because I I am very concerned about the lack of transparency from all levels of government. Yep. Okay. Thank you for your call. All right. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Dr. Paul. Thank bye. you. Bye. Um, in 1984, so things were really, you know, from the time he had his first heart attack to the one that bloom did him in, right, you know, things changed quite a bit in medicine and um, in procedures and stuff like that with spins and valves and angioplasty, I mean, all these different procedures, so I don't know, but one thing that really struck me odd is somebody that I went to high school with who was a very healthy individual. He contracted pneumonia. It must have been, I don't have a specific date, but it must have been like mid-January, right? And recovered from the pneumonia and ended up with the flu and died. February 12th. Wow. And, and you know what, what's really weird about it? Is he owned a funeral home. So I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. I mean, I hear little blips, you know. Um, things coming out of Rochester, in Erie County. Um, one of my own brothers last year, he had a sudden case of pneumonia, was at Miller Fillmore Suburban in January. They could, they got the pneumonia under control, but they had found there was like lesions in his lungs. So they sent him to Roswell. So I don't know if you know what Roswell is. No. That's like a, whatever it's a cancer treatment institute in oh it's kind of like uh it's it's like um sloan kettering it's like what sloan kettering lung kettering no sloan 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 kettering oh memorial well, sloan um, kettering memorial i think it's downtown um be part of that? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm trying to try I'm trying to remember because it's been a long time, right? You know? Um I mean if you look up Roswell campus, it's huge. I mean they work with the University of Buffalo, it's with SUNY and like, you know, supposedly top notch, but if it was me I wouldn't be treated there, you know. Um but anyways there was lesions in his lungs. And they did biopsies and, and all kinds of stuff and they never they couldn't figure it out 
and that was last year. So I think I do think that this thing's been around for a while, and then I know that there was. When you say um, a while in in the United, you're talking about in the United States. Yeah. And when you say a yeah. while, are you saying this year, or are you talking going all the way back to many years ago? I'm talking about Western New York and Buffalo. He was treated at Miller Fillmore Suburban Hospital as well. And uh, well, how far back do January, you think this? How far back do you think this goes in the United States? I don't know. I mean, I live in Alaska, and we get all kinds of weird bugs coming up here from the tourists, right? You know, we get norovirus. We get reports of, you know, different influenzas, and just we just pretty much know, like, stay away from people, <laughs> especially cruise ship people, man. You know, in my opinion, they should have probably kept that initial flight on the on the first evac that went to Anchorage to refuel. They should have quarantined those people up at Fort Greeley or something up near Fairbanks. You know, I don't know why they want this out, but they do, and it is what it is. But something's not right. Something's definitely not right. And here, there's just two people that I know, right? That like, I mean, boom, drop dead. People are dropping dead from this, and they're mm -hmm. blaming it on the flu. I don't think mm -hmm. they're really swatting people, and I think you're. I don't think the CDC is forthright. Right, exactly. Their, um, their flu map is not accurate. I look at that flu map and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They're saying that it's widespread or sporadic and it's like, no, it's everywhere. There was deaths in just the area that I live, which is a small town just north of Anchorage, and they covered them up. You know, people knew these people that died from the flu, and that was like starting November, end of November, around Thanksgiving time. Six deaths, and uh, and then nothing. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense because we're thinking that you know this outbreak in in China was late October. So yeah. you know, people like traveling around. Chicago, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it falls in line with what we think is happening. You ever play Pandemic 2? No. You should. It's an eye-opener. <laughs> it's a free online game, you know? And when those things start coming around, I start thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wow, I saw this. I'm like, that looks pretty interesting. And it's like... You can actually, the strategy of the game is to keep air traffic and ports open as long as possible and keep people in the dark so that your virus can evolve. And uh, as it evolves, you can, you can buy different symptoms, right? You can make it airborne, you can make it waterborne, you can make vectors for insects or rodents. I mean, you can make it heat tolerant, cool tolerant, um, moisture tolerant. And as it evolves, I mean, you want to buy these symptoms, right? You get points to buy symptoms, and it's actually just scary looking at it. I'm like, oh my god, is this the elite view in their fun time? Because a uh, tier four for symptoms, you get encephalitis and um, heart failure, kidney failure, pulmonary edema, things that that you wouldn't that wouldn't be noticeable symptoms. And that's the thing with this thing. 
there's not noticeable symptoms. That's why it's spread. And I kind of find it quinky-dinky that not only in China, but other places, you know, people were really hip on the flu vaccine. I've never gotten one. I, I won't. I don't believe in them, you know. Supporting a healthy immune system. Yeah, I don't believe in Where's taking... That? Yeah, I don't believe in taking flu vac- vaccinations either. No, no. And if there is nanotechnology, you know, but there is all these different things, I, which I believe there is. Um, and if there's something funky going on with 5G, which I kind of think there is, um... You know, Anchorage is one of the 22 cities in the world that has a 5G array. And oh, they really? E. Really? They did. They placed a they, they placed a model prototype in this little tiny town called Talkeetna, Alaska. They just did it, boom, over one weekend, and people up there are pissed because they live out in the middle of nowhere for a reason. They don't want that stuff. They put up a 5G array and it looks sinister. I mean, just absolutely looks sinister. Right in the middle of town. Well, you know, I think Under- that the whole 5G thing is scary, especially by children. Uh-huh. Well, everything. I mean, it, it all comes down... I mean... <laughs> You know, I've known about, like, the Georgia Guidestones for a long time, you know? But I really never thought that I really... I would, well, I, I, I hoped that I wouldn't see that kind of come to fruition in my lifetime. You know? Um, I feel so bad for our, for the kids, for little ones, for, for everybody. I mean, this... These things affect everybody, and I've asked some people just locally in the medical profession, um, you know, just that brown about like, hey, so what's your guys' plan if that, um, because they hadn't had the formal, went from coronavirus to novel coronavirus to COVID-19, right? You know, and, uh, the reactions that I got from healthcare professionals was interesting. That from January to now is a big difference. They, I don't know what they know, but you know, I already know that like Alaska, um, the public health page from the CDC has really strict um, guidelines. Mm-hmm. of how to collect, how to, how to centrifuge, how to do this, what, mm-hmm. you know, how to do all this stuff. And there's no way, I mean, like, you know, you think about how long it would take to process kits. Why are these kits even pre-made? How? I don't know. The whole thing is just really weird. And the fact that they had, you know, the Gates Foundation had COVID-19, um, uh, 
little meeting in New York City um, in October with a simulation of exactly what's going on now. That just, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, the question is, is there predictive programming? Is there, you know, some, some correlation between the simulations and the real event? You know, I'm starting to think maybe there is. It seems like it happened at 9-11. It happened during the bombings in London, the London, I think it was 7-7. I think it was 7-7. Yeah. programming desensitizes people. Right gets people used to the idea, whether they realize it or not, and it just creates a new norm, you know? Um, that's what I found in, in my almost 54 years of existence, you know, that never let a good crisis go to waste, right? And things that kind of like were like, oh, wow, that was um, 20 years ago. And look at how, you know, that's mirroring so much that went on after that and like just a little bit more of the new norm. It's like erosion, the theory of erosion. You don't really notice erosion until it's too late. And that's true. That's very true. It's almost like a lighthouse. It's almost like a lighthouse, an old lighthouse. And as time goes on, let's say the lighthouse was there for 150 years. Because yeah. of the erosion, it's it's right at the at the shoreline now. You know, while it used to be years ago, you know, two or you know, two or three hundred feet away. A river, a floodplain, yeah. whatever. I mean, you know, a river can just wind through and just do its thing, and slowly erodes and erodes and erodes. I mean, the, up here in Alaska is really, you know. Um, interesting topography, um, geology, geography, you know, that you can see where things, you know, just how new, you know, it is, but glaciers and things eroding, you know, like Portage Glacier, for instance, when I first moved up here, I could swim out in Portage Lake and, and grab a chunk of the glacier and, you know, take a canoe right up to it up to the face of it now you can't even see it from the visitor center and that's just in 25 years yeah but that's the erosion and there's social erosion there's political erosion um medical erosion look at how many things um have been focused on within medicine and then oops we changed our mind oh nope not that bad let's do that they don't even understand how something works i mean i mean this is your gig too i mean you know what you're doing with this I no, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I have different skill sets, and I'm applying them to the best of my ability. I don't know everything, but what I do know how to do is learn on the fly, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing everyone's yeah. seeing me learn on the fly, and you know, and evolve. You're seeing this an evolution, like a speeded learning evolution on on a yeah. crisis. You know, we're not we're not writing history. 
we're making history and we'll let the historians write the history. History is history is to be learned from this is going on. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, we have front row seats for this stuff. Right, exactly. Or, or you know, the, the analogy that I use, the analogy I use is that we're on the, you know, the front lines of a battle, and we'll let the historians write the history after the battle is won. And it's messy. You know it's messy. It's not, you know, it's you know, you can tell that the way my style is is it's not. It's not high production. It's not, you know, a lot of post-processing. You know, it's it's on the fly. It's real. It's raw. Sometimes it's emotional. You know, and you know, it's it's just it's real. What's <laughs> you know? real and, life? And, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's based on data and based on facts, based on opinions, and not just one opinion. Either. I mean, like you're looking at all the different sides of things and you're trying to find out an answer. And no, I mean, that's, what you went through in that triage and that 17 minute phone call was probably more the norm. I mean, you probably made those phone calls where you're asking a tough question or, or a question they don't want to answer. And well, let me transfer you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can, can you repeat yourself? What? Huh? I mean, like, yeah. I have found that, too, from just in this one-month increment of time that asking people, you know, random people in the medical profession that, um, so do you guys have a plan if this thing hits over here? Oh, it's just a common cold. It's just a cold. Like a cold. Everyone gets it. You know, to, I actually had a, an appointment and I wasn't feeling really super good. I had a 14 day quarantine that, not, you know, like forced quarantine at my house, but quarantine from their practice. I had to wait 14 days to tell another, to get another appointment. First thing they asked me was like, "Are you contagious?" And it's like, uh, "I really don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that there's two out of the three people in my household that kind of have this going on right now. You know, um, right? Yeah, it's not like coronavirus, but it was like more like a stomach thing, right? I mean, but that was a weird question to ask, and then to find out like." Why is my next, the next available 14 days from today? Oh, well, that's just their policy now. Isn't that interesting? I, you know what, you know, one way to look at it is, is that we're becoming, we're becoming more conscientious of, of, you know, spreading disease. Another is, is that we're becoming too germaphobic. I think the society is becoming, both, yeah, yeah I, it, yeah, it is a little bit of both. In a lot of ways, we're afraid of germs. And, and there's a balance there, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously good hygiene and common sense. If you're sick, don't go out, you know? Um, it irks me that the CDC still recommends a flu vaccine, but my I... pediatrician from years ago said, you know what, when your kids get any kind of vaccines, 
you should stay home with them for about a week to 10 days because they're shedding that. Right. right. How did things change? I mean, I don't know. Right, exactly. Another thing at our local stores here, every single ACE2 inhibitor is sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because yeah. it's like, I live in a little town. I mean, it's interesting to think that, well, people are definitely not that um, out of touch with reality, should I say? Right. That um, I've spoken to some people in Western New York and they're just like, oh, it's just a really bad flu season. Well, okay. You know, my own brother, when he got that thing last January, he was talking to getting the flu vaccine and the pneumonia vaccine. And within six weeks, he was in the hospital. And they still haven't figured out what kind of lesions are in his lungs. But there's a cognitive decline. You know, it has some neurological problems for sure. So I think that's going to be something interesting to watch for. And then as you're seeing videos and things coming out, I mean, you can kind of almost see that happening. I don't, you know, I don't get it. But keep doing what you're doing. And um, if things start really evolving, because and, and, Erie County and Niagara County are very close together. You live on the other side of the state, right? I, I live in Manhattan. I live in lower Manhattan. Oh, you live in lower Manhattan? Yeah. Huh. I would probably leave the city soon. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I got things to do in the city. But the thing, yeah. But I agree. You know, I agree with you that you know that it's a dangerous situation. Well, things start really getting out of hand. Cause I think that things to really worry about is medical martial law. I called that in the beginning. Is you know. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to fight against. I'm against that. Well, everybody is. Yeah, but know? not everybody's stepping up to the plate and fighting it, fighting against yeah. it. That's the what I'm trying to do is just get people to realize that yeah, there is a there's a lot to deal with when dealing with self care, and you, you know you gotta you know start waking up to the to the erosion of our civil liberties by by the the powers that be that run the government. Yes, and the deep state is like running deep this year. It's an election year and it's a census year. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like the year 2020, I knew it was going to be a, a year, but I didn't think it would be like, oh, throw medical martial law into it because that's like a kind of thing that would get like in your to like narc on another neighbor. Like I hear them coughing. They're sick, you know? Right. And do I get a free bag of rice or something? Right? <laughs> right. I, I mean, these are kind of, it's, I'm kind of being, you know, sarcastic in a way, but, you know, in a way, it's true. I mean, those are the things that would get people to say stuff to about their neighbors. I hear my neighbor coughing, I hear my neighbor sneezing. 
I well, that's why that, that that's that's why I said that you also have to you know help your neighbor and realize that you know you got to help your neighbor to not get you know to, to prevent them from getting sick. But even if they are sick, you know don't they shouldn't be a, a social pariah. They have to be taken care of. We have to help our neighbors. We can't have this idea of you know egoism. That's my fear. Is that there's going to be too many people in the United States thinking very egotistically. Well, look at humans, though. Yeah, but there's no. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, is that the basic level of humans is is animalistic instincts, and it takes it. it Yeah, but it takes ethics, and 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 sense and a a sense of spirituality to rise above that animalistic instinct, and that we should take care of our neighbors. That is the right human being thing to do. It is, but two. On that primitive side, you know, I'm sure this comes down to brain structure and everything, you know. I mean, I was talking with my own daughters about this, that how you could say, like, I want to help my neighbor, and but like, okay, when the food runs out, not having food makes people crazy. Not having a basic that basic pyramid of foundation. Food is one of them. Water, security, right? Stability, a place to stay. Right. You know, when they start watching that kind of stuff crumbling around them. Um, or our own government, you know, our government or somebody else's government saying that you can't do this, you have to go here. And we're going to separate you from your wife because one of you is sick. How do you even prove it? You know, I mean, people start, they're taking away their, their electronics. They're not allowing them phones. They're not allowing them to see their own charts, which is a complete violation to have that, you know, a patient has the, um, the right to demand their own personal charts. I, I think that maybe getting that message out there to people too. Um, and don't don't be scared. Be prepared. That's mm-hmm. our motto up here. Right. Right. Well, that's the mo- that that's the motto. Uh, that's the motto that Diamond says on Oppenheimer Ranch all the time. No, I mean, you can't. I had to move last year during our 7.2 earthquake. Try having your moving day scheduled on an earthquake. <laughs> I mean, you don't know it's coming. It's not like a hurricane or a tornado that you can kind of, you know, snowstorm. Earthquakes just happen. And you don't know how big it's going to be. You don't know how long it's going to last. And you don't know what the damage is. Right. I remember my neighbors, I was in a duplex, they freaked out. They completely freaked out. And I just grabbed a clean, like, I had a tote, you know, a 30 gallon tote. And I'm like, hey, you guys, just before we lose pressure because the, the power's out and the well won't pump. 
go to your bathtub and fill this up with water. Because during the quake of 64, we were at that power for a while. And seeing their reactions in a state of panic was interesting because they were like, well, I have to clean the bathtub first. I'm like, no, you don't. Just put this in the bathtub. This is totally clean. You're going to use this probably for flushing the toilet. They're like, well, we're going to go down to cars and buy some water. I'm like, you probably shouldn't. It's probably closed. I mean, the power's out. You know? Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. They came back and they were like, oh my God, the roads are all damaged, the glass is all shattered, the stores are closed. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Just kind of chill out, bad, you know? Do <laughs> yeah. up the wall. You know? Right. Look at which hay they have. Conserve heat because it was cold outside. It was November 30th or 31st, whatever. 30th, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's during an earthquake. So looking at people with this kind of an issue where it's a health issue, it's going to be a social issue, it's going to be an economic issue, you know, getting... But you said getting that word out there that like don't like fear, don't be hoarding, don't you know help help each other out. Exactly. Don't exactly. Make it, don't don't make it worse, man. You know. Right. You live in Manhattan, so I mean you get it. The place is very populous. I mean, granted you're on an island, you know. Thank God. But would you want to be on the subway? No. And like the Bronx? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Neither would I. You know? I mean, I'm just watching people from other countries that aren't even affected by this. I'm looking at little blips of how they're acting, and that's like totally not cool, man. Right. Totally not cool. But. You know, if I hear of anything, because I find that to be very ironic, I just found out that he owned a funeral home. That's weird. I'm going to try to find out from an alumni, you know, just how long his duration of illness was, and if he was treated at Melissa Suburban, which probably he was. Well, it's an interesting you- case, and you know, it, it falls in line with some of the things that we've been hearing in China. With the funeral well, homes. It's falling in line with the, the whole timeline thing, too. I mean, right. that, um, here's a 54 year old guy that was completely 100% healthy coming down with some weird pneumonia, recovering from that, and then getting a flu backed up right after that and dying a couple days later. Right. That's weird. Andy on a funeral home. So, I don't know. I mean, I just find that to be odd. It is odd. And I'm going to try to find out some more information, you know. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Millwood Fillmore Suburban Hospital, when I called there, this totally violated him, but they didn't know who I was. I was calling to say, you know, just say, I want to leave a message for my, for my brother, you know. And the nurse is like, oh, 
put in his room, he's, he, this guy's telling me everything, you know? I'm like, um, I think there's like some privacy things, right? Oh, no, 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 it's fine, you know? Let me go wake him up. I'm like, no, it's like seven o'clock in the morning there. If I was, if I had pneumonia in ICU, I certainly wouldn't want to be woken up at seven in the morning. Right. For my sister calling from Alaska. Don't wake him up, please. But seriously, the guy was telling me all kinds of stuff, and I mean, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I mean, that is the strangest thing that somebody would tell me all this information. And, uh, yeah. I think that this thing has been around a little bit longer than people think. I think you're right. And, 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 and it's evolving. It's mutating. And I was a 10 year old, a 10 year old kid was talking about this. This is just SARS, but it's been manufactured. Well, it's SARS, it's, yeah, it's, it's SARS, it's a mutated virus on purpose. It's a bioengineered yeah. virus that has SARS in it. That's right. Have you addressed this with the CDC? Have they answered any questions? I have not specifically asked that. I have not specifically asked the CDC about the bioengineered genome of the Wuhan virus. I specifically asked the CDC about what's going on in Buffalo. Yeah, but it's a good idea. It's a good idea. They're lying. You know why? Same thing with Hawaii and Alaska will do the same thing. They don't want to ruin tourism. Yep. And you think about the people that are coming across the border every day from on the Peace Bridge, right? Coming from Canada and New York and vice versa. Uh, they don't. It's a lot of money right there, you know? I mean, it's pretty sad to think that it comes down to revenue right. and economics. Yeah, but, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, I know when uh, I think of, I think it might have been in December, December beginning of January, there was a nuclear power plant just north of Toronto that had a breach, and they had sent out a text message uh, Sunday morning telling people to evacuate the area all the way to Montreal. You know, and people were freaking out. They were ready to pack. They were packing up their cars and ready to to cross the border into Western New York. And, and then they realized which way the wind was blowing and any radiation that you know plume that was coming out um, was blowing down towards Western New York or Rochester. But they were actually in a safer zone, so. I don't know, I don't think Canada's really been forthright. No, I don't think so either. I have a caller that calls in regularly about Canada, and they they have the same problem that we have with our CDC, whatever they call it. They, they have the exact same problem, especially around Vancouver. Yeah, it's going to be bad. And, that's not, and, that, and what's interesting is this Toronto, Toronto has a lot of Asians. A lot of Asian tourism and a lot of Asian ex expats and and, yeah. and, and immigrants and uh, you know and they go back and forth from China and Toronto should be a hotbed for 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 contagion 
and we're not seeing the data set. Same thing with New York. New York should be a hotbed also. But when you think about Toronto, Toronto is the New York City of Canada. Yeah, that's that's my point. That's my point. Yeah, that's my point. And they should have already had it. They should have already, we should be seeing that in the data set. I think they have, they scrub, they keep scrubbing things, man. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I do kind of understand in one way. The chances of Buffalo, the chances of, the chances of Buffalo getting it before New York City is small. It's possible, but it's small. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, just even, let's take concerts, right? You know, back in the day. We had so many concerts in Buffalo. We had so many people coming through, right? It was a, it was a, place where you went from New York City between New York City and Toronto. You went to Buffalo. You see what I'm saying? Right. In New York City, man, they would want to control the panic factor. Totally. I mean, New York City could be, I've talked about that for years, it would be super easy to um that's true that's very true it'd be a little more a little more difficult in Buffalo because there's a lot of side roads there's a lot of little roads that lead up you know if you know the back roads you can down to the Catskills down to Allegheny to the Finger Lakes you can go to wherever you want you can go up to the Adirondacks and cross into, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, if you want to do, you can get lost. New York City would be a little bit more challenging. Just a lot more public transportation. Just shutting down public transportation and the ferries. And whoever is going to be um, possibly um, coordinating medical martial law. Well, see, this is the thing that, you know, I've been trying to promote on my channel is just don't accept the medical martial law. We are, we are powerful in numbers. It's when we're divided where we lose our power. I don't believe in medical martial law. I don't believe in martial law, period. <laughs> just be, <laughs> just be, just be transparent. Right. Yeah, but you know, just to be transparent to the public and say, "Hey, we got a biological crisis, and we need to be containing the area, and we'll we'll give you debt forgiveness. Don't worry about you know your job. You know, don't worry about paying your mortgage. Everything will be taken care of. There, we'll we'll work with you know the 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 um, the." Um, um, the the uh, you know mortgage mortgage companies to give debt forgiveness and blah 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 blah. All right. So, but the 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 government the government isn't doing that. What they do is they hide from the citizenry and they just say, all right. Once the, once the crisis really really happens, they just point a gun at people and say, move forward. And that's not how you handle it. That is not well, how you handle this fear. problem. You got to be confident. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you got to be transparent and if you're transparent people understand what the problem is and that they'll work 
together with the government and at the local level, and they'll they'll solve the problem. They they, they will pretty much. yeah they'll they will understand that they have to be quarantined and they don't need a gun you know you know something pointed at them and they sure as hell don't need the government to tell them that they have to do it. No. You can persuade no. people with kindness and compassion, and people will comply. But what they're what what the the government's doing is is that they're they they are trying to get people to comply by fear, at at a gunpoint, and with with uh with force. And it's that's not the yeah. way to do it. It's the wrong way to do it. Like take the earthquake that we had up here, right? We had a lot of damage the way it hit. And I don't have got round opinions about that, but um. You know, we didn't wait for FEMA. You know, we just... Oh, FEMA's, a, just FEMA's a total waste. Out. FEMA's a total waste. When, when, when I was affected by Hurricane Sandy in New York, because I live in Zone A, it was a total yeah. disaster, and FEMA didn't do anything. FEMA's totally oh. incompetent. Absolutely totally would, incompetent. I don't trust FEMA. Yeah. It's just absolutely totally incompetent. You just cannot... It's, FEMA is a total waste. Absolute total waste of, of our taxpayer money. FEMA, the Red Cross. I mean, Red Crap, Cross. Like, Red Cross, all they do when you donate to Red Cross, all they do is pass out water and blankets. That's all they yeah, are. Yeah, I know. That's it. And people didn't need water and blankets at, during FEMA. Or, or during during Hurricane Sandy. You know, it was just a total disaster. It, it, people that, that, that did not depend on the government fared better than ones that had to depend on the government. And see, you know, you're talking about, I remember Hurricane Sandy, and that's like one event, right? Yeah. When the waters receded. I mean, it's a little, you know, mitigating a hurricane is, is hard, you know. But we had a four-in-one season of wildfires up here last year. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean. It well, it's the same problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, Alaska and, and California. They can't even get that, you know. they You know, the government can't, can't control, you know, these disasters, very, very, very well. You know, I don't know about the can, the reason for Canada's fires, but I mean, it seemed like a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alaska's fires, but uh, California's fires was due to poor, you know, poor uh, forest management. It's the same thing up here. It's really? The Bureau of Land Management, so you we can't. Yeah, but do you have a do you have a do you have a do you have a Republican governor? What they need to cut down. Do you have a Republican governor? Can't do that because of well, that's on BLM property, and then we're gonna have to get permission, and that's gonna take some time. Well, that's freaking ridiculous. You know, right? We wouldn't have had some of the we wouldn't have had some of the things that we've had up here. You know, um, but do you have a Republican? Do you have a Republican governor? Right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I don't understand. Is why didn't you have better, better forest management? Because he got bought out. What do you mean he got bought you out? Know? He got bought out, like. I don't, I don't know exactly. What I mean, happened, usually, usually these what? bad forest management policies are because of stupid liberals. You know, realizing well, that they you, sometimes you have to cut down a tree to save a tree. You know, <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. But they, they there's things that it's, 
last June, for instance, you know, I, I know that Trump came up here, spoke to Don Levy as our governor, and I have no idea why, but she pretty much got ran out of the state. I mean, you know, you know, the, the cop brothers, um, I, some person that works for the Cock Brothers, um, she is an overpaid yeah, but the, you know, uh, yeah, budget but analysis person. So she, they slashed the budget. I mean, they cut things out. There's communities right now that have there's no way in, no way out for them. I mean, they're killing it up here. They they, they already decided that this summer, in addition to restrictions for salmon fishing, there's only going to be one day a week that hell the charters can go out, which is going to kill, like mom and pop, you know, fishing. Um, tourism, I mean, people come up from all over the world to do their bucket list dream of going and catching a halibut in Alaska, whatever, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't know what's going to happen over the next three months. When you think about everything that's happened in the last six weeks. I mean, it's crazy to think how fast things have happened. Did you think that you'd see what you're seeing today? Six weeks six weeks ago? No, no. Neither no. did I. I mean, you know, and there's got to be more than meets the eye on everything. Because for China, with 1.2 or 1.3 billion people, and one of the, the, the biggest manufacturing global, you know, whatever, gross national product, that for them just to shut everything down? Well, I mean, I, 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 it's going to bring I, down, I'll tell you, this. if it's get worse, we're going to have another Lehman. We're going to have another Lehman situation where there's going to be bank failures.
And they've done the same thing. They've called the population back, called it back. You know, had it be what they wanted it to be until things got a hand blew up and then people revolted. You, you can't really have a good, happy country when you refer to people as peasants. That doesn't go over very well. And I hope Trump is the real deal. I really do. But I don't know, you know, I guess there's <laughs> there's so many wars being fought that it's not even funny. You know, you've got political wars and United Nations, everyone's in conflict. If disease kind of brings people together at least, doesn't it? <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully it does. <laughs> oh, in a way, I mean, like, you think either it's either going to bring people together, unify people for whatever, put aside whatever beliefs they have or differences, Mm-hmm. Or it's either going to do that or the opposite. It's gonna, going to further separate people and create fear. Right. But keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is important. And, you know, don't let the machine or the man rule you. <laughs> yes, you know. Um, I don't know. Have you been, have people been reaching out to you of, um, um, I guess clout or, um, social status? Oh, there's, well, you know, a lot of people are reaching out to me. Um, some have inside information, you know, especially the military. Um, yeah. Some people are nurses, doctors, you know, telling me inside information, which is very helpful. I, you know, I, a lot of ex-military people, um, firefighters or police officers type, that's very helpful. Um, I don't get anyone that's like ex-CIA or FBI. No, you won't. Well, I'm hoping that I will. <laughs> I think I will someday. Well, maybe not the way you would like. <laughs> the knock at the door. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just remember you have rights. Everyone has rights. And uh, looking at some of the things that have come out from something, is, I, you know, easily locked down as like some of the people in Wuhan, you know, that, um, you know, live stream it. Right. I'm going to have to get going here, but thank you for the call. No worries. You have a good night. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for listening and thank you for, you know, contributing your thoughts. It's, it's, it's appreciated. No worries. No worries. If I think of anything, I will let you know for sure. Okay. Good night. Right, thanks. Bye-bye.
tell you my side of the story and what happened to me. It's okay to record you, this? Yes, you can record any of this. I don't care. I have nothing to hide. Okay. I've documented everything because I come from a military family and a father who was an independent corpsman in the military for 21 years. I know a lot about medicine. He taught me a lot, all this stuff, right? understand how hospitals work and all that good stuff. On the 21st, I received a package from China, one of the provinces that um, uh, uh, I ordered something from that got locked down that has the, uh, the virus. And, you know, I called my dad. I said, can I end up with that from touching the package? Because the reason I asked him that is I said, I'll tell you the whole story from the beginning. Well, I'll tell you the about. answer right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, he's told me absolutely that's yeah. bullshit. Now, I'll tell you why I'm asked, asked him that. Because on the 22nd, the day after I received that package, and I was the only one to touch it, and I hadn't been anywhere in a week, I'm, I'm, I, I live off the Internet. All I've done is research for two months now, this virus trying to prove CDC's lying. And I'm, I'm on the same level as you. We're doing the same thing. It's funny that I'm finding people doing what I'm doing. Long story short, I'll tell you. On January 22nd, because I've documented this, I woke up with a major headache with mild pain in my upper chest and back. Now, this is someone I haven't had a vaccine in, since I was 18, and I haven't had the flu since, because I don't believe in vaccines either. They're crap. Right. Um, the next day, I, I went into having now uh, the 23rd on 2020, a minor sore throat that began along with now above pain in my upper chest and back increasing. My headaches were on a scale of 1 to 10, 6. January 24th, sore throat continues, severe headaches now exist, still continue to have chest pains and upper chest and back. January 25th at 3.30 in the morning, I decided I couldn't take it no more. I was hurting so bad, I had trouble breathing. I began to feel weird at times, having mild breathing issues, decided to check my temp. It was only 99.0 to 99.8. Now, all these temperatures I've taken was through the ear, which means you add a degree, correct? Right, right. All right, take that into consideration. I did all this with ear. I never added a degree to it. So that means my temperature was well up. It was definitely fever. Okay. Um, I go into the ER. I tell them the whole situation. I go in with a mask just, you know, because I don't want to spread it. I don't want to be a spreader. And so I decided to go to the ER, which I hate hospitals to start with. Um, I become worried with so many new symptoms occurring day after day, receiving my package from F-U-Z-H-O-U, China which is one of the areas that has stuff. They tested me for pneumonia and the flu. Well, they, they claim they did, but I don't think you test for pneumonia, right? You go in, you get an x-ray done, and that's how they see. Well, you can, they, no, no, you, well, they can, they, well, you'll see the x-ray, but they should be also testing uh, a culture to see what bacteria uh, okay. is so possible. they this thing up in my nose to test yep. for the flu. Yep. They took blood samples. Also did an EKG on me and an X-ray of my chest. Right. My blood pressure was 150 over 98. My heart rate was between 67 to 72. Wait, what, what's your normal? What's your normal blood pressure? Normal, I'd say between what? 120 and 130 over 80 something. And you were running at 150? Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's all. Wait till you hear what I have to tell you. I've been right. trying to get this out there to people. This is remember mid January when it all began. Right. My heart rate was between 67 to 72, which is normal. My oxygen levels were 98 to 100% through it all. My RR was 9 to 17 at times. It was fluctuating between 9 and 17. Let me open my uh, notepad more that I've no noted all this down. My RR was 9 to 17, fluxing up and down during the three and a half to four hours I was there before being released at 8 a.m. Before leaving, by the way, while I was there, 
at the beginning when I told them, they laughed in my face about the possibility of being coronavirus. I said, I'm not over paranoid. Really? Who, who laughed? The nurse? The doctor? The both? Yeah, the doctors and nurse that first came in there had no mask or anything. What, date, time, what was the date on that? What was the date that this happened? The date, this was on January 25th at Latrobe mm -hmm. Hospital here in Pennsylvania, Western PA. Okay. Okay. Um, anything you need to know, ask me. I probably have it here written down, man. I'm very good at this stuff. Um, <laughs> long short, before leaving, they gave me what they claim was a steroid through intravenous therapy and some Tylenol right. and sent me home. Listen, my documents read that I had a cough was the first diagnosis. The second one was an upper respiratory infection. Right. They sent me home with no antibiotics, no medicine. All they sent me with was uh, a butyrol sulfate. It told me to take Tylenol. Right. They then, when I looked Well, you know what's interesting is this is the same way where they first were treating that one... I don't know if you've been listening to the channel with that... Uh, the, the, the boy that's eight years old or so in Florida. With the no. Clip, that she, he, was, he was tested for... This is going back a while. This was at the beginning of my channel here. Um, it, when I was covering coronavirus. There, there's a child that was tested positive for corona... But they were refusing to test for Wuhan in, in in Florida, and he he has severe headaches, severe stomach, you know, problems, nausea, and it's just like and the kid is getting worse, and they still don't test for Wuhan. But he did pass positive for coronavirus. But you could right. test positive for coronavirus, and and you, you might have Wuhan, you may not, you know, because coronavirus yeah, is is a right Wuhan is you know. COVID-19 is a coronavirus, so, you know. Right. So now let me read this stuff to you so you hear it all the way out, because I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it. As smart as you are, dude. <laughs> right. But uh, anyways, uh, as, I, as, as I'm going through the process, this is something I didn't document, but I could say offhand, was by the end of it, they were all wearing masks as they came in at this point. Um, the guy came in, he goes, laughs at, laughs at me box me and says don't touch any weird packages from now on and laughs as he's walking out i'm like this is not a joke right. I was like i don't find this funny right. i was like my dad served this country for 21 years saving people's lives right. and you guys are in here playing it like it's a joke anyways yeah right um, exactly i'm pissed okay I'm yeah pissed. i know i agree with you i mean so, i mean i mean right. you know my family's also a military i didn't serve in the military but my brother and father did and i, I know exactly what you mean my mother, my father, my uncle, my cousin, yeah. my best friends, all of them, from Navy SEALs to Navy Military Intelligence to Corpsmen's to phlebotomists, whatever. Right. You know, they, they are ingrained in it. Well, after I leave there, that's all they left me with. And in my documents that they, you know, my discharge papers, they said I had perfect blood pressure. I had no other issues going on. They lied straight up. Okay. So the next... The next day, I continued with the same problems, extreme chest pain in the upper back and upper chest, mild headaches. The cough is in and out. It's not usually there. Just a quick question, um, quick question. The back sure. issue, was it more muscular or do you, do you, did it feel more like it was in, in like the um, the spine? Was it more spinal or was it more muscular? Um, I would say it's more, um, it's like between the shoulder blades and on the front of my chest is directly over my heart from... I'd say my shoulder blade to that shoulder blade. Now, I've had pneumonia before. I know what it feels like. I understand it. I had it as a kid. It is not fun. Um, I have, I'm in extremely good shape. 
I have no other health issues except for minor me- me- excuse me, minor mental health issues, okay? So a lot of them wouldn't even talk to me. Well, you have mental health issues. I mean, they joked me. The, yeah. This hospital did. Anyways, the next, from January 22nd to January 31st, none of the symptoms changed. They stayed the same. My temperature, now I documented this. Every time I did two pumps of the butyrol, my dad told me to document everything. He's been my doctor since somebody else would take me. And it gets better. When I leave there, they tell me, just call so-and-so on Monday, another doctor, okay? Right. And I call during the weekend. My dad said, call the World Health Organization. You probably won't get anywhere because they're full of crap. He said, instead of CDC, he said, they give it a try. So on the 25th, which was the day I went to the hospital after, I called CDC at 10.16 p.m. at night at 1 with their number. I don't know if I can list that. I want to make sure I don't put something you can't put on there because I know how censorship goes on with this liberal YouTube. And um, the World Health Organization, I got an operator, an operator during the weekend that all this is going on. You think they'd have people on staff to take care of it, right? Exactly, yeah. I get an operator who tells me I can leave a message and talk to them Monday. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? I was like, you can kiss my ass. I'll call someone else. So I call CDC next. I call CDC at 10.35 p.m. I tell, I told, they told me to go back to the hospital, that we can't help you. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm not going back there. They treated me like crap. They didn't help me. They, they laughed at me. It's a joke. I was like, there's a conspiracy going on here. I said, actually, it's not a conspiracy. Real shit's going down. Well, you know what I think it is? It's a combination of incompetence and they're holding back information. And I just don't know what that percentage ratio is. I think it's about 65% incompetence and, you know, 35% they're hiding. Yeah. Yeah. So I called 530 Southeast Street East, or excuse me, number G10, uh, Greensburg Family Medicine. I talked to Jan, told her everything, and I was currently waiting for a phone call back that I I called them around 3.16 p.m. Uh, 3.16 p.m. She calls me back and says, we won't take you. You need to go back to the hospital. Nobody will help me. My insurance won't help me. Nobody will come and, or, or let me go, which at this point, to be honest with you, Paul, I don't want nobody. I, have quarant- I quarantined myself for 14 days because at that point, they feel it's 14. I believe it's longer. I think it's 28 days. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think it's 20. Okay. I think it's 24 days, but go ahead. All right. Well, we got, you know, close, right? But so at this point, I'm frustrated. I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, well, I'm going to uh, go ahead and document everything that's going on every day, what kind of chest pains I have, what kind of, I can send you all this info. Anything you want, I've got documents of. I can prove what I'm saying. And um, so I go on to start thinking to myself, what really is this? And at that time, I felt that it was airborne. And I started reading they were using HIV. Um, lo- lo- is it, I don't speak well when it comes to pronunciation. L-O-P-I-N-A-V-I-R and R-I-T-O-N-A-V-I-R, which are a class of medications called protease inhibitors. Right. All right, I'm right. sure you know this. Right, right, right. So I started looking at all of it. I'm like, how are they curing people with this, which they claim they have? So I started looking more and more into it, how the coronavirus all works. And my belief, and this is my belief from my, my studies that I've done on all this, looking through it, is this is what I came up with, is, you know what, the, I don't have to read what a definition of a protease uh, inhibitor is, but they work by increasing the amount of HIV in the blood to prevent HIV. <laughs> I, I believe it's the virus with HIV airborne. 
And I say this because they're treating it with HIV products, which stop it. Well, you know, but the thing is, the is that, yeah, but the thing is, the protease inhibitor is pretty much a, uh, I'm going to use the term loosely, a generic way of stopping viral production. You need the protease, uh, you need the protease to, to basically cleave certain, when, let me read. Let me go back. When our ribosomes start to code from the, the RNA of the virus, it starts to make proteins. Those right. proteins need to be folded a certain way. The replicase has to be folded a certain way for it to work to start manufacturing viral products. The right. protease is an enzyme that's one of the first enzymes that are created to be able to start folding the replicase correctly. If you do a protease inhibitor, you stop the production or you slow down the production of the of the virus. Right. So it's this is just a generic way of fighting any virus. Right, right. Okay. So it, you know, just... so so the you know, they they will do that for HIV, they'll do that for, you know, you know, other, you know, uh, severe um, you know, viral infections. So, so that, it's that not just because why... it's not just because it, it, so you don't think that they're doing it because some people believe that this virus is is AIDS or, or is HIV. It's not. It's not. HIV is a retrovirus. Coronaviruses are not retroviruses. It is right. not AIDS. It is not no, AIDS. Not. I didn't it think is it was not AIDS. I felt no, like it was it's HIV. Not, and the, I'll tell it's, you what. It's what, not. Why. It's 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 not HIV. It's not an HIV virus. But but it does have HIV parts of the genome inside this virus. Well, but, the coronavirus attacks the CD4T helper. Um, right, 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 so, right, right. That's yeah. the part. That's where we're worried about. Is is that yes. not only is it docking the ACE2 receptors, but I think that that HIV homology that's on the spike protein is also affecting the CD4 plus cells that are the the antigen presenting T cells. So, right. so I, that's why we're starting to see some of the patients, or many of the patients, having a low blood count, a, a, a low white blood count. White blood count, yeah. White blood, white yeah. cell blood count. You know, well, so. you know, because I um re realized too that normal things like uh, C L I N D A M Y C I N will not treat the coronavirus. It, it's not going to affect it. But these AIDS, like you're saying, I get it now. You're making more sense for me because I'm not. Uh, listen, I don't have a degree that, in anything. That's why. That's why. That's why I was saying that, that because we're in a, a in a pandemic situation, any outbreak, they should err on the side of caution, and they should give these individuals early protease inhibitors. Yeah. Right away, yeah. unless unless yeah. they have other medical conditions where if they gave them the protease inhibitors, it may make their other medical conditions worse. But that's, you know, that, that you just, you know, the, the, the whole medical profession, the, the professionals out there that are subscribing, you know, have to, you know, measure risks versus reward. But I think the average person should be, it should be given these protease inhibitors right away. Now, the problem comes in, the problem comes in is, is that we may not have enough of that stock. So they may, they may be saying, you know what, let's not use the protease inhibitors until we absolutely have to use them. When the you know when the big outbreak happens, yep, and they're yep. and they're you know they're uh, reserving their supply because I want the CDC to be a little bit more transparent. How much how much medication do we have on the shelves where we don't have to depend on China? Right. 
you know, right. and, and yep. all types of medication, heart medication, kidney medication, you know, these protease inhibitors, everything, you know, yep. antibiotics, because I'm worried about the supply chain breakdown. And I'm not so sure that the, our medical, our medical um, 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 infrastructure can take a major outbreak. Yeah, you can take maybe a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. But if you have thousands or tens of thousands of individuals with severe infection, do we have enough medicine for that? I doubt it. I doubt it. They don't have enough. I look look more at the people that are in critical condition because it means intensive care is going to be over flooded in hospitals. There's not enough beds in this country to to handle that. Exactly. So how are they going to deal with it? Are they just going to continue to lie to us? Like Florida said the other day, I was reading, we don't have to tell shit. We don't have to tell you nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, we just had the Super Bowl. How many people <laughs> ended up with that at the Super Bowl, of all things, you know what I mean? And spread it throughout the country when they went back home. And then there was a listing here in Pittsburgh. There was this person I talked to who came from China into Pittsburgh, 100 of them. Nobody got checked. They walked right out the Pittsburgh International Airport, and I live 40 miles east of it. So, you know, it's like there is definitely something going they on. Should have shut down the, they should have shut down the Super Bowl just to yes. be, you know, and say, yes. you know, we'll have the game, but no one's coming to the stadium. We'll have the football game with the, you know, with the, the teams, but no one's coming yeah. to the stadium and everyone's going home because there's too big of a chance of spreading yeah. the disease. But they oh, was too yeah. stupid. It's all about the economy. It's almost like they're hiding yes. to just save yes. the economy. But by hiding, it's going to make it worse because they're going to spread it more and there's going to be more severe infections and the economy will fall even farther. Well, I mean, now we got the locust uh, threat to the world right. going across and destroying things. Right. I mean, I mean, it almost feels like it almost feels like a biblical plague, doesn't it? Yes, I've been reading that. And I'm not big on the Bible too much, but I did my research two days ago on it. And I'm putting stuff together. I'm, I'm a research person, and I connect dots that make sense. If they don't, and I can even, if, I, if someone calls me out on it, I'll, I'll go back and read research. I'm all about facts and truth, protecting America. And if I have to die to save lives, I'm willing to do that. And they and I told them, I called back CDC, I said, and I met, I emailed them, I said, I ain't scared of you. I was like, you'd be surprised how many people in this world are gonna stand up for others and willing to put their life at risk. Right. I was like, and if you come to my house, good luck. I was like, because one, I'm trained in martial arts. I said, big time. I was like, I know how to handle myself from a military perspective and a martial arts side. I was like, so if you guys want to pull this, because I listened to that lady, the one that disturbed me was your Texas interview with the lady from Texas, yeah. that nurse. Oh my God, me and my buddy were sitting here looking at each other and I went, oh my God. I was like, this is as real as we thought. This is really going on. I said, they're hiding it. Because I've been told there was over 2,000 cases that aren't confirmed but are being tested at this point in here. You know, and I've listened to your phone calls to Schumer and all them. Nobody wanted to take your calls and stuff. It's unbelievable. These people don't care. They're taking their private jets everywhere instead of commercial airliners now. I mean, well, the elitists are up to no good, as always, is how I see it. That's right. You know, it's just stupid, man. And, and I am on your side. You ever need anybody to back you up? I mean, can we? Is there anything like a class action lawsuit? I mean, I know I'm not well-educated, as, as you can hear when I talk, but I'm not stupid. I have common sense and logic. And I'm very you know, everyone, person. everyone, you know, that's in, in the boat here, all the citizens, everybody, everyone has something to contribute. 
you know, you know, and you know, we all have different skill sets and different perspectives and and and, and different um, uh, data to share, and we're we all can contribute no matter what the educational level is. I agree. You know, I agree. I so don't 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 sell yourself short. You're providing a, some ba very valuable information, and un, and you know what's amazing? What you're providing right now, when we when we, when we go, you know, publish this, you're providing more information that's real than what the WHO is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, if you have an email or something, uh, I'll send my documented proof. I've notepadded down. All right. So let me get let, let me let me give it to you right now. All right, it's Paul. All right. Cotrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. All right. 156. All right. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay, um, my, mine's going to be, well, I don't care if they have my email. No, no, just send it. No, 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 just send it to right. me. Just, and I'll have it. I'll have your email. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and um, copy this, paste it into my, uh, and send the email to you. You can look over it. If there's some stuff in there you don't want to put up, you don't have to, but I'm going to give you everything I've got. No, no, no. no what I'm going to do, if you don't mind, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to post this video on YouTube, and then I'm going to put, uh, um, um, like, PDF links or picture links on my website for people right. to go to to take a look at your information. Now, I want to share something else with you, so it's also put in the video. My temperature, I'm going to tell you the first day, this was uh, that I started taking notes on myself and started taking my temp after I went to the hospital. At 12 noon, it was 99.1. Remember, this is all through the year, okay? This is all year um, uh, uh, temperatures taken, which means you add a degree, correct? Yeah. yeah. I didn't add a degree to any of this. This is before adding it. Remember this, okay? 99.1, the first temperature, 99.6, 98.7, this was the first day, the next day, 98.9, 98.6, um, my temp um, was 5 o'clock that day, 98.6, 919, 98.6, I'll take pictures of this too and send it to you, you can see everything I was doing, I checked blood pressure, I was taking mm -hmm. ibuprofen, I was alternating between Tylenol, well, your 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 symptoms that you were mentioning are very similar to what I heard from that uh, that boy that's eight years old in, in Florida. Yeah. You know, with the severe yeah. headache, the yeah. severe headache yeah. and you know aches. Did you throw up at all? No. You know huh? what's really weird, uh, and I'll tell you something in it now. When I stopped having major issues and having the chest pains, I think it was the first of February, and then on the tenth. It started up again. I'm back where I was. So, so, so you got hit a second wave. Is That's the second wave is the second wave worse or easier? Um, the, it, it's almost the same as what it's feeling like. And I listen. I'm going to tell you. A lot of people are like, well, where, we didn't know where he went. I'll tell you right now. I got that package on the twenty. Let me look at my documentation. On the twenty first, I began to have symptoms within twenty four hours later. Minimum ones, just a major headache, mild pain, and upper chest and pain, or back, chest and back pain, in the upper parts of my back and chest. And most of the pain is directly over my heart. Now, when they did the EKG and all that, well, your heart's fine, you're this, you're that, of course you're going to tell me that. And I'm not stupid because I watched everything they were doing and, and processed it. And um, I, I, had, I, I went through hell, but I quarantined myself for 14 days after that. I didn't go anywhere. And then I've I, I went nowhere, literally. I, I have a roommate who's doing it all for me. 
and he's not had any issues. But can I share this? Yeah, go ahead. He, take, he takes. I was asking him. He takes each Travada. Maybe that is preventing him from my spread. It's a possibility, right? Because of what we just talked about, maybe. Right. Or am I thinking too outside the box here? No, I don't know. I'd have to research it a little bit. Right, yeah. Well, I'm just throwing that out at you. Maybe that'll help with some more research. I just want to give you as much info as I can because I've been dealing with this. I've had, I had no issues until I opened that package. He didn't touch the package, only me. So, you know, and what it was was a package from China in a plastic bag. I wish I would have saved it. So dumb. But it had a shower curtain in it. That's all it was. Shower curtain, mm. you know, that I needed. A Philadelphia Eagles shower curtain, you know. So, uh, that's do you the think that product was, say. when you ordered it, how long did it take? Uh, nine to ten days to get here. So, it was, so you think it was, it, it, it was uh, flight? It was probably through flight, not through boat? Well, I'm thinking possibly somebody had it, didn't know it, coughed on the. No, package. no, 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 no. What what method of travel do you think from oh. China that 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 product came from? Do you um, think it was through through air flight or do you think it was through it boat? Was, I'm thinking air flight because of how it got here. I, I would think it was by boat because it was too quick. Yeah, that's to my thinking. Boat. That's my thinking. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I I don't know. I can't prove. I don't know if I'm being over paranoid, but I know my body. I know that I'm somebody who almost never, ever, ever even gets close to getting sick. And for me to go from opening the package and within 24 hours of having symptoms I hadn't had ever, you know, it blew my mind and then it just deteriorated. So I let, I, let, I, I, let me just clarify for the people that are listening. All right. Did they or did they not test for coronavirus for you? They claimed they didn't. This is what they did in order. When they came in, they drew blood. They put this thing up my nose, claiming they were testing for the flu. Mm -hmm. They put an intravenous steroid into me and gave me Tylenol right. and did an right. EKG. And this, and then they did. And a, this was on the uh, twenty. Yeah. So, but but the but the the lab, the pathology lab at the hospital could easily test for coronavirus. You not easy, but the, not easy to to test for Wuhan at that time. You still they still had to take those swabs. Nasal or or you know oral swabs and sent and and, and 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 they, but at that time they would have had to send it to the CDC, but their pathology lab would have been able to analyze for right. just standard coronavirus, or right. and, or or influenza. So well, if they were if they were testing for influenza, I don't understand why they didn't test for corona. Well, this is what they told me. They're, you have no reason. They did, they felt that I was full of crap. That there was no chance. And then you can, but, they, this but, is you know, they here's the thing is, is that, here's oh, the, listen, no, listen to me, listen real quick. The guy told me, you cannot get it just by touching a package. I said, you are a liar. And, uh, uh, the other thing is they, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Go ahead. I'll remember. Well, you know, here's the point is, is that they should have be, I've been screaming this on every, almost every video that I do because there's an outbreak. And there's a potential of a black swan event. You have to err on the side of caution. So you should automatically, right. in the protocol, test for Corona or Wuhan strand. Right. You know, right. automatically, independent of you know, because we do not know the dynamics. So at that time, on the 25th, we thought that it could only survive on surfaces for two days. 
So, so he was saying, well, it took 10 days for the package to get, so there's no way it could be the uh, coronavirus. Well, right. later on, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, uh, I think by February 10th, we yep. get information that it could last for as long as nine days. Absolutely, because I so, research every day. Yeah. I spend 12 hours of my day because I'm on disability for mental health. And I, you know, I mean, a lot of people probably are going to say this in the video and you all can say what you want. I may have mental health issues, but I'm not an idiot. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not right. stupid. You know, the thing you know is, is what you're doing is a service to your country and, your, exactly. and, 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 and to the citizens and, of the United States. And you what know, you're he, saying he is going to save lives. I forget. Before I forget, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do is save lives like you. The CDC, you know what they told me when I called? We don't have a way to test for it. That's, the hospital when I was there, we don't have a way to test that's for bullshit. it. That's bullshit. You're so full of shit. Yeah, right. There is a way. Well, first of all, they had a way to test for Wuhan by sending the swab to the CDC. At that time, yep. and then they have, if they have a way to test for 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 influenza, they have a way to test for regular corona. Right. You know. Well, so. when I called the uh, people they referred me to, you know, to give you a referral to talk to a doctor. That lady, her name was Jan, and she said, she said to me, "I'm bringing you in here. You need to go back to the hospital." They wouldn't even take me and do an update with me. Like so many procedures being broken, it, it's just I'm furious. And I'm not going to stop being mad until either you take me out or I get the truth out or a bunch of us get you. Because yeah, I've had enough. You know, I don't believe in violence. I believe in peaceful protest. But it's getting to the point where you're going to cause a revolution in this country. And I, I'm, lose. I'm worried that they're purposely in fact, they are purposely letting this get to a, a breakout point And they're going to do a forced vaccination program later down the road. Have, Paul, have you ever seen that video about Ted Turner? And Bill Gates talking about depopulating the world. No. And Bill Gates doing the event 201. I, I saw it. has the patent to it. Yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, yeah I know about the, the patent thing. And yeah. I also I also know about the event 201. I didn't watch the whole movie or, or right. a simulation. I saw the 11 minute Cliff Note version. Right. Which is good enough. I mean, you see the oh, plan yeah. there. But I didn't know about the Ted Turner one. Yeah, Ted Turner's on there. I can send you that, too. I'll send that in the email so you can watch it. It's an actual video. Like I say, you know, a lot of people, you know, oh, you don't have no, I have links, proofs, everything. I'm not a conspiracy theorist too much at all. I mean, I'll think stuff like that like any other human, but I am a fact, truth finder, and if I can't prove what I'm saying without a reasonable doubt, I don't share it. Okay, so in your that. email, whatever you want me, you know, put in that email, whatever you want, but in that okay. email, I'm going to package it and put it on my website and then when okay. i publish this video then um i'll have a link to my website so they can download all your proof awesome awesome sounds awesome and um if you ever need anything want to talk to me or need more information you got my number yeah okay. all right buddy thank okay. you so much for your phone call and keep up the work man i'm behind you too you okay need any help in the in, stuff or phone calls let me know in the um in the description for the email just put in like bold letters Add to website. Add to website. Let me write that down. Add to website. And um, on your, I've commented a few times on your videos. If you're wondering who it is, unpredictable Tony is who it is. Okay. Uh, you said add to website. Yeah. Okay, in the description. And then I, then I know for sure that's you know when I, because I get a lot of emails and I could filter for the the keywords. So. Right. That's that's why I wanted to make sure I put in the right keywords. Okay, buddy. All right. Uh, I wish you luck and uh, thank you for your phone call. Thank you. Thank you you're for welcome, talking. Okay. Bye.
Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I want you to be researching this on your own, but, but I received this from, from a subscriber, all right, that I trust, and I've been, we, we've been talking about, you know, behind the scenes what, what's been going on, and we want to leak out this information now. So there was two waves that took place in the United States, wave one and wave two. It affected teenagers and 20-year-olds, all right? They did not have surgeries. And it was classified, their deaths were classified due to type A flu, all right? It happened between December 27th through the 30th and between January 7th and the 10th. So wave one was December 27th to the 30th, classified as type A flu. It affected teenagers and 20-year-olds, male and female. Wave two was January 7th to the 10th. You can Google this and they affected it, it, the, the affected areas are in contain, are, are close to containment areas and 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 um, and um, you know quarantine areas in the United States. So what you have to do when you Google this is you you search, you know, type A flu teenagers or something like that, and you'll you'll, you'll be able to find it. Uh, and then you when you see this, you have to kind of tease out um, pre-existing conditions, surgeries. Or um, uh, you know elderly uh, because you know the elderly could be, you know particularly get this. But these are these are healthy teenagers that should not have died suddenly from the flu. All right, so it's important to kind of like take a look at this. Give me your opinion. Look at it for yourself. But it seems as though we had something going on in the United States in late December early January that the CDC has not mentioned at, at all. And, um, and it was just classified as a, as a, uh, a flu death, okay? And I, I think that it's very, very highly probable that they died from a, a coronavirus of some sort. But, um, you know, that's speculative. But here's another data point that there's some strange things that are going on, all right? And, we suspect with high confidence that there these these situations in China started all all the way back to October all right or November so you know and this is about the time when people start to fly back from Asia to attend uh school all right, when they're off on the summer, they're off on the winter break, and they're coming back to start the the new semester. So it, there's there's something here. There's something in this date. This is a data point that's saying that uh, what we were classifying as flu may not necessarily be flu, but actually corona. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.